Hey everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Purple, Yellow, Red and Blue podcast, a Portugal the Man podcast. Each episode, a guest will join alongside myself and talk about everything going on with Portugal the Man. Today we have news, we have topics, and we have some, some backlog stuff that we can get to uh, that I haven't got to before, and some impressions. Also, each episode we have the PTM song game at the end of the episode, and, uh, you know, chance to hang out with the uh, the guests during the episode and hear their thoughts on current events with them. Uh, you can find this podcast, past and future episodes, up on YouTube or Spotify, and a couple of other podcast services if I can get around to put them up on there. If you are on YouTube and enjoying the show, leave us a like. Helps more people find the show. Cheers, algorithm. My name is Mark, and my guest joining me today is... I'm Josh, otherwise known as Gerald Fjord in the Discord or Laser Guided Melody on Reddit. Ah, hey, how uh, how was your uh, Saturday afternoon doing then, Josh? Returning, returning guest, I should add. Yeah, second time. Proud to be back. And uh, to answer your question... Uh, it's been pretty cold, uh, pretty gray, but that's pretty typical for where I live. So uh, hmm. I guess overall it's been a decent afternoon so far. Yeah, we've got that like January, January weather. January's just a bit of a mare month, isn't it? Let's be honest. You know, the bills come in. You don't really want to pay them. It's a bit tight financially. Oh, yeah. The weather's not very great, especially, you know, with Northern Hemisphere. You're more Northern yeah, it... than I am, but yeah, I can only imagine. Yep. It would be an awful month to be born in, I feel like. Have you had any it, snow up your way? Uh, not since December. It's actually been pretty tame this winter so far. Um, this is like now probably only like the second weekend this winter that's gotten as mm. cold as it has. And uh, it's not even as bad now as it was back in December when we got all the snow. It was like negative 18, whereas I think today it's maybe like, including the wind chill, maybe it's like 12 to 15. Yeah, George, yeah sorry. so... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so you've not had any... No snow past December, then? It's got to be nice um, to de-snow the car. Yes. Yeah, uh, where I live in New York, uh, when we got snow, like... I don't know. I think it was, like, the week before Christmas, and then the weekend of Christmas was also really cold, and we got some snow. But, um... We only got maybe like two feet of snow here, but then Buffalo, New York, which is like two and a half to three hours northwest of where I live, they got like crushed. I think the like was a final death toll of like 30 some people. It's pretty crazy. So oh, as much as I hate the cold and snow, at least we like didn't get it that bad. Yeah, that is pretty horrific. We don't really, um, yeah, we don't really get too much snow. It's been coming in like February time recently, the last couple of years, so... I'll be letting people know when it's snowing, or you'll 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 know on social media because all the British people will be like, "It's it's snowing outside." We love points. Have you snow. ever had a snow day before from school? I've had about ooh, probably like three or four, I'd say. I've had a snow day of work as well, which was nice. Ah, was dude, that's yeah. that's always nice. It's, I probably won't get one again now that people can work from home, but I took advantage of a couple of them. Yeah, just uh, country lanes, just overly snowed up, couldn't get to work. But yeah. Yep. Snow, snow in the winter time. But anyway, anything else going on? Hopefully, you had a happy new year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, another decade older. It's weird. The last time I was on your show, I felt like I was still, still, uh, I don't know, young and full of life at twenty nine, and now I'm in my thirties. It's very weird. 
by feeling youthful at 29 and somehow older, mentally 30, one year older. Does the, does I'm the, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting. Like, I'm expecting to wake up some morning here soon and just have like a head full of gray hair. Oh, no. I wouldn't worry about that too much. I don't think... What do people say, like, 50 is the new 40? And that kind of scales back down now. I might hear kids saying they're old at 21. I'm like, nah. I don't know, man. I lived a hard and fast life, so who knows? My <laughs> 30 is probably like someone else's 50. That's... Yeah, maybe. You never know. But if, if you're enjoying it, it's your, it's your roller coaster, you know? And, I mean, when I say hard and fast, I'm more or less just talking about, like... Lots of Taco Bell and uh, smoke a lot of weed. Probably not the healthiest lifestyle, so. But I wonder if they did get really anything other than money from having their songs in Taco Bell commercials. Um, well, from their little interview, uh, we did we did a um, we did a Reddit uh, like AMA with John. He had about seven or eight people on. I was lucky enough to be on there. He basically was saying, "Well, none of us are millionaires, so they're not exactly." You know they're, they're doing all right, but they're not. You know they can't go out and buy sports teams or anything, or buy ridiculously stupid cars. They could buy reasonable cars, but can't go overboard. So I don't know how much money they made from it, but you know, not enough to like fill up yeah. the tub. I would have pushed though to be like, yeah, you can use our song, but like I get free chalupas for life or something like that. <laughs> one of the have you been to one? I, 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 yeah, I've been to one several times, actually, yeah. I don't mind it. But now you need to come here and have one. Because I feel like there's got to be differences. Like, I feel like McDonald's for you is probably in some ways different than McDonald's for me. Yeah, the Taco Bell thing, they lean more on chips. They lean quite heavily on that. But they have, like, the quesadillas, the burritos, all that sort of stuff. Um, And you get a taco box of, like, 12 tacos for, like... 16 bucks or something um, like that you can do i've never been in there with someone's ordered one but yeah no we, we, we have taco bell i have one dangerously close to where i work so it is uh the temptation it, is always calling it's always calling yeah but yeah um and then we had christmas as well have we had a good one um yeah i mean it was pretty good um my fiance got me a new guitar which was pretty sick nice. not something i ever would have expected I, she had ordered it, like, pretty early on, so the box was, like, wrapped sitting in her room, like, her book room for at least a month, and she, like, wouldn't let me look at it because she was afraid that I was going to, like, figure out what it was, and, like, no, I, I, there's, I never would have guessed it, and that was, that was pretty sick, so, yeah, I've been uh, jamming out with that. Oh, nice. Have you, have you always played guitar, or have you started learning recently, or...? Um, I've been playing, I say I've been playing since I was probably like 14 or 15. Um, nice. that just def- depends on your definition of playing. Like, mm-hmm. I've never really taken an official lesson or anything. Um, so I just, I just like to jam. I'll play along with songs. I've got like some neighbors nearby that I'll go jam with and stuff. Awesome. Yeah, no, I've, uh... I've never, I've never even tried to play the guitar. I, I tried to play piano when I was younger. I've tried, I've tried learning it twice professionally, and I get to about the same point, and then it's like reading music, trying to play it off the sheet. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. The pandemic sort of ended the lessons, and 
I just oh that sucks man. I never really picked it back up again to be honest because it was it was quite expensive but I wanted to commit to it but I got to an all right level. Hey man, if you can play like hot cross buns, you can play piano in my book. I was learning some old school stuff. We're talking stuff that normally like today's rhythms and sounds wouldn't really they wouldn't really align so it doesn't sound normal to the ear it sounds offbeat quite a bit but i I could play a few bits and bits and pieces uh i worked i was working my way through a few like tutor books so i mean you can also always just fall back on telling people that you're like a really good jazz pianist Mm -hmm. because jazz man you just do what you want (laughs) i'm a good uh improvisationalist yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, just go with it. So yeah, just just the guitar or anything else? Um, dabble in a little bit of keyboard, a little bit of drums. I am going to get an electric drum set soon just because the drums are so nice. fun to play. Have you ever played the drums before? Uh, I've, I've played the drums. I've played it on like the Guitar Heroes and things like that as well. But, but isn't that really fun? It's fun. It's fun on there. It's even more fun in real life. But you know, yeah. you've got to be but cautious so- with the neighbours. True, but like when I was in college, um, I couldn't afford a drum set, and I was in dorms anyway, so it's not like I could have a full, excuse me, a full-on drum set with me. But so um, I used a rock band, or what was the other one? Uh, oh yeah, it was rock band, guitar not hero, guitar rock hero. Band, and then they were yeah, it was a rock band. Yeah, a rock band. Yeah, so I used a Rock Band PlayStation 2 drum set from, like, when my brother had Rock Band when we were younger. And I found um, some program that I just downloaded on my computer, and then I could use that um, the Rock Band drum set as just, like, an electronic drum kit. And it was pretty oh, sick. Yeah, it's a shame all those sort of, um, those, like, guitar heroes and rock bands have sort of come come to fruition, you know, because no one really wants to pay $200 or whatever to buy a big plastic drum kit. Oh, yeah, for sure. That sounds fun, though, like doing the electric drums, yeah. You know, just go to town on them. And what about, did you get anyone, anything nice, any any presents you're proud of or anything? I mean, the Strokes and Chili Pepper tickets, I feel like were a pretty big hit because, like I said, the Strokes are my fiancé's all-time favorite band, and she'd never seen them before, so, excuse me, she was pretty excited about it. No, no, we were talking in, like, the the pre-show for everyone, uh, Josh just he's bought uh, Strokes and Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets for you say April around that time unless you want to um yep stuff. April April I really like Machu Picchu I really like that one by the Strokes that's like my favorite Strokes song you'll probably see I've, I've never heard of it I've never really gotten that deep into them mm. like they're all right aside from is this it and any other songs that she's played me I've never really like. Look them up myself. So you're more looking forward to Red Hot Chili Peppers then? I mean, I'm looking forward to them both equally. Probably, maybe the Strokes more. I have seen the Chili Peppers before, back in 2013. But they do have John Frusciani back with them, and I've never seen him. So that'll be cool, I guess. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, because oh, no, yeah, I'm seeing uh, Blink-182 in May as well, and they have Tom DeLonge back. So I am very excited for that because I saw Blink in 2016 with Matt Skiba, who was awesome. It was an amazing show. It's just going to be cool to see Blink-182 with Travis Barker, Mark Hoppus, and Tom DeLonge. Wow, awesome. What was Tom's... He did like a, he went off and did his own 
band as well. Um, Angels and Airwaves. I was thinking Angels and Airwaves, but I wasn't sure if that was the name of it. That's right. And that was that must have been like fifteen years ago, fourteen years, something oh, like that. That's been a while. Uh, so there's once he started uh, Angels and Airwaves back in the mid two thousands. It's never stopped. I think he might have just released a new album for Angels and Airwaves within the last like year or two. And he's like toured for them within the last like two years, I think. So it's still pretty active. Um, is is those solo stuff as well? I'm pretty sure. Possibly, but he also has like I don't know if it's a clothing line or some sort of company. I think it's called To the Stars that he like owns and runs. Um, and then he just does. Apparently, he does UFO stuff for oh. like the government or something. I don't know. Yeah, we don't need to go too deep into the Tom DeLong alien rabbit hole. Alien rabbit hole. It's a hole I don't need to get to the bottom of. I, I'm i curious, but I don't put too much investment in it. I'd like to know more, but I mean... Alien. I mean, yeah, that's a whole thing, you know? It's the big question of what would, like, what would the world do if everybody all of a sudden found out, like, hey, everything you ever believed in, like, basically isn't true, and there's, like, a whole teeming universe out there filled with people i am totally sorry if you just heard alexa in the background yeah, i was gonna say alexa she wants to pipe in about aliens yeah, yeah. so sorry about that no, it was no, just no. our front door uh, we can put this in there hey ring you can buy it from amazon give jeff bezos more money oh, now jeff, we'll get some oh, advertising jeff, revenue uh, jeff jeffy b's too busy flying to space that's what used to be i don't think he's involved with amazon anymore um, I mean, he's got to be making money from it somehow, making, uh, right? I feel like, money. yeah, there's no way you're going to build that empire and then just totally wash your hands of it. Like, mm. not a chance. But yeah, no, I am um, bringing it round back again. Um, I had a pretty good Christmas as well. Pretty chill one. Didn't do too much. I had like two weeks off from work. It's just good. Oh, dude, point. what? That's I booked, sick. I booked days off beforehand, so I could oh, okay. two weeks. I don't. I didn't just get two weeks off. No, I probably would have. Had I was about to days. say, I need to move to the UK, man. If you guys are getting two weeks around Christmas, just given to you. Yeah, no, it was pretty chill. Went to a football match, saw some friends, some a uh, little bit of family, but yeah, not too much. I uh, yeah, got myself a new scarf for Christmas. A um. A Dune graphic novel, which I need to still read. I haven't really, haven't really picked it up. Well, how big is that? Uh, it's about two hundred pages. It's a pretty long graphic novel. Yeah. Dune is like, isn't Dune like a thousand pages? Yeah, but this is like if you've seen the film that came out in twenty twenty one. Oh, it's okay. More, it's not exactly like like, like you can't. I had a little flick through, and Oscar Isaac isn't in there, unfortunately. Um, but I think it's more close to maybe a representation of the film than the book, because again, it's two hundred pages. But there are two more as well, so maybe it'd be something to get every year for Christmas. Yeah, that's uh, funny that you say that, just because that's something that I've done. Is uh, I've started trying to, if I haven't already, get people things that will make it easier to shop for them in the future. And so an example is that, like, two years ago, I think, I got my dad a record player because, I mean, he grew up listening to records and stuff like that. So now anytime I need to get him gifts, I can always fall back on vinyls if I can't think of anything. Um, 
And then same thing. My little sister is 20 now and she's in college and she likes music. She's in a totally different type of music than I am, but she loves music. And so I thought this year when I was thinking like, I don't know what to get her. I was like, I bet she'd like a record player because she's kind of into older stuff like that. And so, yeah, I got her that and a couple of vinyls and um, she was super into it. And now in the future, if I need to get her a gift and I can't think of anything, boom, just get her a vinyl record. Yeah, awesome. That's really nice, yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty just chill to be honest, just some time off, but you know. I wasn't playing anything. So traditionally violent. what do you uh I'm assuming did you spend the holiday with like your family? Immediate family, yes. I've got quite a small yeah. family and uh I was gonna go see them but I just uh due to like public transport not operating on I didn't do it and then people were busy afterwards, it just sort of it felt through but yeah, I've got Okay. Um, I've got a pretty small family and we're starting to like spread out as we get older anyway. So we just, just the immediate family for Christmas. It was nice, you know? So what did you do for dinner? A turkey. Turkey, nice. One thirty okay. in the afternoon. Yeah. Turkey nice. Dinner. See, that sounds almost like our version of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't, uh, <laughs> you can't, you guys double dip on, on the Christmas dinner. You have it in November and then you have it about a month later for Christmas as well. Like, and so uh, I do think a lot of people around here do have turkey, but another one that's very common is like a ham as well. Like I know mm. we had ham and then uh, depending on people's, I want to say like their kind of cultural background or whatever, especially the, like their ancestry where they came from. Like I know I have a lot of friends, at, at least maybe I'm assuming this, but who like they're very Italian and their like grandparents usually came over from Italy, but they'll usually have like spaghettis or lasagnas and stuff like that on Christmas. So that's common too. Oh, awesome. But yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty calm. Yeah. Just a good reset to be honest. And then I came back and got poorly for about a week. So what could you do? But anyway, um, yeah, I thought I'd just, uh, do a little summary unless there's anything else you wanted to, bring up just about the holidays or anything in general no unfortunately i think we've gotten caught up Makes to this point i mean not that much has changed since we last did this in june i think was it yeah, was it june it was probably around that time it was it was definitely last year summertime around the summer but yeah no i haven't i haven't done one of these i've i've tried to get guests on and to be honest there hasn't been too much news so as for, as for this episode um I thought I'd cover smaller news bits. So, you know, some pieces that I thought probably weren't, you know, they weren't big enough on their own to put somewhere or they've kind of been in between. I just thought I'd get an episode in now because I know I haven't done one in a while and I've definitely not given up on this. Definitely not. I'm just sort of, you know, I took a bit of time off and thinking about how to present it more properly. And You, know. you don't want to make the same episode like <laughs> excuse me, for months on end yeah. where you're just talking about the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, about what me worry uh remix 13 this week you know like yeah oh, exactly yeah. hey we're just going through soundcloud now listening to all these random uploads from these <laughs> random people that have like eight views let's dive in let's dive in lads yeah no so um i've got a few bits and pieces but i thought i'd start off with a quick almost a shout out and this one is to dewey halfers um i don't know if you've heard the podcast peer pleasure podcast have you josh have you i have 
Um, yes, because he at one point was in Portugal the Man way back in the... I want to say he is credited on Waiter You Vultures, right? He is an OG, and yes, he was... Uh... He was there for Waiter right at the beginning, and the band they had before that, which was... Yeah, called... Anatomy of a Ghost. Anatomy of a Ghost, thank you. Your brain is yeah. more on fire than mine. Um, but yeah, I just I thought I'd give a bit of a shout-out, because he's had he's had John on, he's had Zach on. He's done about 350 episodes. As as of recently, he's had uh, another past member in Ryan Neighbours. I say another past member. Yeah. Who was in the band between about 2008 to 2012, 2013? It gets a bit of a bit of crossover around there, but yeah, good four or five years. You could see him on on the piano before Kyle was on there, but they had a good chat. You know, he's basically the unofficial Portugal the Man podcast, even though as I I try to be, yeah, I try to be, but yeah, I think I think he's a. Uh, He's the reigning king of that one. He's yeah. got to have some competition, though. We can't have a monopoly, you know? Competition is good. Let me get uh, Jason, Zach, and a couple of other ex-members, and maybe I can level the playing field, but someday, someday. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, though, is you mentioned Ryan being on keys before Kyle got in the band. Mm. You do know that Kyle was, I want to say, associated with them before Ryan even was officially, right? Yes, yeah, he was... Not in the original lineup, but a very early one, yeah. He is credited on Churchmouth, I believe, as well, whereas I don't think Ryan Neighbors is. I'm looking it up right so now. At that point in the band's history, because of their size, they probably had, oh, we have someone's dropped out for a, you know, the recording period, let's get someone else in, sort of thing, like, just to get it recorded. It wouldn't surprise me. That's, you know, it still sounded good, so. Like, yeah. I there. never knew this, but uh, on Churchmouth, at least according to Wikipedia, only John, Zach, and Jason are credited as Portugal Demand. It seems to be that everybody else was just additional personnel. Additional personnel. Additional yep. And Dewey, one of them on here, he's credited with backing vocals. Dewey with the backing vocals. Love it. But yeah, just a, just a shout out to them. Go listen to it. The Ryan Neighbours one is good. It's just like a really casual chat. Go check out Dewey Halfus's Peer Pleasure podcast. I'll leave a link in uh, below for their website or his link tree or some way to get to like his socials or something. Because you know, gotta just. I'm sure most people who've, who've listened to this have probably heard of him or listened to the John or the Zach couple of episodes. I think he's done two with John, maybe one or two with Zach as well. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's just about like culture and uh, music and bits and pieces like that. Get some interesting guests on. Peer pressure, peer pleasure podcast, I should say. Anyway, uh, next little smaller segment. Yeah, Arya Saka meets Portugal the Man. Now, this was about six months ago. It's like a sort of a, a back behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, yeah, you can sort of see her like messing around there. But yeah, she meets uh, uh, John and Zach and uh, a couple of the other band members in there. It's just kind of like a little background thing. I, I saw this pop up on socials. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a little background behind the scenes thing. I know, um, I know they have like the social media, McClay Harriet does some stuff, but it was just nice to see like a behind the scenes thing. What do you think of this, Josh? It's, um, I think it's just crazy to see because I saw a show that this tour is definitely from. Mm. And while I'm positive this is not the same arena I saw, it's just weird how similar all arenas apparently look. Yeah, this is Crypto <laughs> Arena, never been there. But I mean, looks just like Wells Fargo Center in Philly, looks just like Madison Square Garden, almost, which is in New York City. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, as you see there, just like some of the dressing room stuff. I just found it quite interesting, because 
I've never seen inside of a dressing room. This was obviously, yeah, they were performing with Cherry Glazer and All J. They had obviously done some songs with All J as well. Uh, sorry, with Cherry Glazer. Sorry, memory's going a bit fuzzy there. Interesting. I wonder what that is that they're walking into. That looks yeah, that's, scary. Uh, that's where they get rid of the... Um... And who is this person? She is a, a streamer, like a content creator for um, a gaming brand. I think they're called Immortals. She's on Twitch. And there she's wearing a What Me Worry hoodie as well. There you go. You also mentioned before the show as well about the um, Lords of Portland Instagram as well. You said that was like Yeah, a nice... so I don't really use Instagram, but I'm pretty sure there is like a Portugal the Man Instagram, which is like the official official one. But then there's also another one because they call themselves the Lords of Portland where it's just the Lords of Portland Instagram. Mm. And um, again, it's just the band. I don't know if you can call it official or not, but it's clearly the band and they've just got some cool sort of behind the set footage and I call it behind the set. I'm not sure who it was filming, but it was during like a couple other shows, just someone walking around on the stage as they're playing like filming. And it was really cool to watch those and just get that point of view of what it looks like being on the stage while Portugal the Man is playing. Uh, what I thought with that one, I thought, yeah, just like nice little background. Yeah. I don't know. No, probably And I believe they have their own merch store as well. Like there's PTM Mercado or whatever is where you buy the PTM merch. Mm. But I believe there's also like a Lords of Portland version of that where they have some more obscure shirts or maybe a bit more random shirts they sell as well as like more regular ptm merch hmm. nice but yeah uh next little smaller segment josh was a, a podcast that john did uh, a couple of months ago actually with um johnny's Nava, i believe that's his name i could be butchering that and it's uh it's like an anxiety podcast or he brought john on to talk about that i don't know if you had heard this uh, at the time it got posted in the Reddit, and I'm pretty sure that I did watch it. It's just been, like, a little while now, so I can't, like, remember yeah. all the details about it. Yeah, no, it was just... There weren't too many um, beats to take from it, but it was just good to see John on Pretty Chill talking about, you know, like, his fears and that sort of thing, anxieties, and bring it up, because you don't normally... It's normally just when you get these presses and media days, it's like, oh, so when's your next thing? And when's this and this and this and the music? And it's like, well, I'd like to learn more about the character, more about the people. And something like this is perfect opportunity, really. So, yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was um, I thought it was really cool to sort of uh, get a nice behind. It's about an hour long. I'll also leave a link in the description for anyone that hasn't already heard it. I don't know how relevant it is, but... Uh, to now, but I think it's probably still relevant. I mean, he's also talking about Janice Jaw, which uh, we mentioned last time as well. Well, you uh, you you brought to my attention first. Yeah, how uh, he had had some sort of injury in the past that never like healed right, and he ended up, I think, yes. having to have maybe like some surgery or something like that. But I I believe he's said that he's like pretty much like kind of recovered from that now. Yeah, I think I think that's basically the um, the gist of it. He had, he had to have surgery on it, but I remember at the time he was talking about it, and again in the podcast, talking about anxieties, talking about jaw, talking about you know pain, um, just trying to like flesh that stuff out, and then just how painful it was, like like not not physically killing him, but he could feel it, like just gnawing away at him, and almost being un- unable to talk, which you know 
is awful, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're singing like 150 nights a year at least, yes. and you're having jaw issues. That's gonna, it's really gonna not be a fun place to be. In like 2008, didn't they do something like 300 shows that year? 2008, 2018. Sorry, I'm. Um, 2008. Mm, Is it 2018? It's hard to keep track because they've always played, like, or up until the last few years, I think they were a band that was kind of known for, like, constantly touring. And I think it's kind of slowed down. But then in 2018, the world tour for Woodstock that started in 2017, and I don't think it even ended until maybe, like, 2019. But in that time frame, they did play a ton like the uh, world tour poster mm. for woodstock is, is like got the most dates i've ever seen like any band list on like a single poster yeah i would have been good to have seen one of those shows unfortunately but it was too long oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was time. that's good to know yeah yeah <laughs> i wish i had known about those posters though i'd have loved to have bought one or bought one excuse me buy I, I forgot how to speak english for a second oh, that's good English is hard, don't worry. They did the hoodie as well with the um, the clock hands on the back of it, and it was, no, clock hands pointing at every year that they released an album, or there was a tour. Did they release that alongside? I'm thinking of something else now, aren't I? I've got so, I know, I bought a hat at the Madison Square Garden show last April in 2022, where um, it had the year on the side it said like world champion and then the world or the year that That's they released an lp that might be and then it listed world. and then it listed 2022 which is why if you listen to the last podcast i was on i was like i think i was pretty confident that something would come out because my logic was why else would they put that year on the hat if mm. it wasn't going to come out and now i just have that hat and the 2022 is at this point meaningless yeah, it is. Oh, it's a bit of a shame, isn't it, that they couldn't release it last year? But what could you do? You know, well, hopefully twenty twenty three. Crossing fingers, crossing fingers. Hopefully John nails down the lyrics and uh, no more injuries. No one else gets hurt or anything. Everyone's safe to continue and finally release. Yeah, it's the next just time. crazy though. I was like doing the math in my head last night, or mm. more or less just counting it on fingers about how it's now been like. Almost five years, I think, since since Woodstock came it's, out, right? So maybe it's like almost six years at this point. It's five and a half at the moment, and the gap between yeah. Friends and Woodstock was only four, maybe you count four and a half. Yeah, I remember that feeling like an eternity, you know, because you just got spoiled um, having like at least one LP come out every single year, and then. After Evil Friends, that just kind of died off. Even the year between In the Mountain and the Cloud and Evil Friends didn't really feel that long because they were touring constantly. And, uh, you know, mm. but six months before Evil Friends came out, if not longer, they were already teasing that album. So you kind of knew something was coming anyway. Whereas now, it's just so weird to think about how much has changed. Like, the last time a Portugal The Man album came out, I still was just like working in restaurants and stuff and now i've got like almost five years of banking experience under my belt oh, like my life has changed so much since the last time they released an album yeah i uh i think i just bought my first car maybe like two months before it came out and nice it's just weird to think about that it just feels so long ago now 
Like it's been five and a half years now. Like, yeah, and uh, you know that's another thing I was thinking about that I think is just kind of I don't know. I don't know if they ever think about it. I don't know if they care. But mm. they had the reputation of being that band that was putting out a new album every year. Uh, people just used to mm. talk about, and, and we still talk about how hard they jam and everything like that. But uh, I think King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard have really kind of like stolen that torch and just like taken off with it because they're getting such positive feedback on like everything they do now, whether it's their live shows or the like three or four albums they're putting out every year. And uh, it's just weird thinking about how PTM like kind of used to be that band. And it seemed like they were like going to keep being that band and then they stopped. And now someone sort of came along and took what they used to be known for and have almost like gone even more crazy with it. Mm. And it's just, I, I almost wish PTM could have been, they could have done that. You know, I, it would have been awesome if PTM had a little more King Gizzard in them, if that makes any sense. Shout out to the Aussies at King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, but they're not, they're not the same as PTM and vice versa. They're, they're two different entities and obviously feel it still, you know, in in which we're gonna talk about it later, but in the um the Red Rocks twenty twenty one show which I watched recently, even Zach halfway through was like, Oh, this song took us from eating cheeseburgers to steaks. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. a different King is that they haven't had that monumental, you know, like song of the year. They've not won They Grammys. haven't, They've but not... neither did PTM. Neither did PTM they for such didn't. a long time. Well, I'd be interested and to that's see just... if they did. See what happened. And yeah, and Maybe it's I don't know, it's you never know. We can only be patient. It's, well, it's one of those things where, like, of course I'm happy for their success, and I'm not saying they should do anything differently, um, but just when they kind of needed it more, I guess that was better for us as fans because then we got way more opportunities to see them, uh, to buy new albums from them when mm. they kind of had to do that, if that makes sense. Like, I think what they feel it still took them from being working musicians to now being, like, still working musicians. They just don't have to work quite as hard. And again, that's not to say that they're not hardworking, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were able to take their foot off the gas a little bit. They are, but that's also dangerous. It's also dangerous because you have to worry about relevancy as well. Like if you exactly. And in the I shadows mean... for a long time and then come back, you know, some bands don't... They don't come back at all. Hopefully a 2023 release would be brilliant. Be just as well because, you know... It's been time. We know it's done. John said it's done. Like, there's no... You've said it's done, John. Like, well, what's going on? Was it stuck in the post or something? I know there's a lot of there's a lot of strikes in the UK. Can't be that bad. You know, like, I, I was... I'm not sure, you know. I, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. Because you wait and you wait and you think, man, I can't keep listening to, you know, 10-year-old songs. I want something fresh. I want something to reinvigorate the enjoyment. Because, you know, I was saying to you in the pre-show... I haven't got any shows lined up for this year. I haven't got anything. You know, come and take that. You know, come take that. <laughs> come give me something. Yeah. To go watch sort of thing. You know, like, there's just... Um... Yeah. Um, excuse me. <laughs> That's right. And I just... Because uh, a few festival lineups have now come out this past week. I know Bonnaroo mm-hmm. came out. I think Coachella came out. Boston Calling came out. Um, and they, they all have pretty awesome lineups. And I'm just hoping that this year doesn't end up being a year where, like, most of these bands are just hitting up festivals and stuff. Because, unfortunately, like, I'm 
30 years old now. I'm basically a boomer. Like, I've got a job I have to work. I've got, like, a house, like, the mortgage payment now. Like, I unfortunately don't really have the time to take off, like, a week during the summer and just go to some, like, different state and different city and do that, you know? Like, I've got too much going on. And I never thought, I never wanted to get that way, but it just kind of, that's life, I guess, for most people. So, yeah, now I just try to go to, you know, any show that I can that's within three to four hours of me, which would be, like, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Syracuse, Albany. And, um, yeah, I miss the festival days, and I hope it doesn't become that where I know PTM is on the Bonnaroo lineup, and they've said that's... uh, I was about to say they're playing under Kendrick Lamar's uh, on the Friday. Yep, and I know they said it's going to be, like, a special show or something, and that just, like, makes me so, like, jealous. It's like, God, why can't I ever see a special show? Yeah, it would be nice. Again, they are doing uh, they're doing Bonnaroo in June the 16th, I think? Yeah, Friday the 16th. So, yeah. Uh... If you didn't already know, there you go, quick update. Oh, no, yeah, that's what I was talking about, that they're on the Bonnaroo lineup, and... Or were you talking to the people listening? I was, I was talking to both, but I was talking to the people listening, just a reminder. I was about, oh, okay, I was yeah, about see, to that bring was... it up, and then you brought it up as well, so that we, we're thinking okay. on the same wavelength, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah no, but... I, uh, I... No, go on, sir. I was going to say, it, it just sucks when people say Bonnaroo is the premier festival and everything. I just have never had the opportunity to go, and it just makes me like so salty and jealous when hmm. bands are like, yeah, Bonnaroo, it's we love this, so we're always going to, like, go harder than we do. And it's like, why Why can't you just go hard every night, man? I, I pay I pay for tickets to see you, too. I want the goods. Mm. Yeah, where is, so you've got that, you've got Coachella. Are those, like, the big head-to-heads that always tussle for, like, with a big festival? So, Bonnaroo, Coachella, Lollapalooza in Chicago. Um and then I, I would say those are like the biggest, maybe Austin City Limits, which is in Texas. Oh yes, at least oh, I assume. But yeah, other, otherwise there's smaller ones like Firefly in Delaware, which I've gone to like eight times, is not these. happening this year. Oh, is it not? Oh, hmm. no. Yeah, um, they're saying they're gonna come back in 2024, but who knows if that's true? But then, so you've got that. You've got. Um, uh, Governor's Ball is in New York City. Um, I don't know if Mountain Jam is still a thing, but that was a festival that was I've, like I've, I've not heard of Mountain Jam. I've, it I've was a small. Of, it was just a smaller festival. I don't even know if it still exists, but it used to be in upstate New York. Um, oh. That would have like you know alternative rock usually. Um, they've got Boston Calling. If I didn't already say that, obviously in Boston, it's got the Foo Fighters. Anyone who's getting to see the Foo Fighters is lucky. I saw them in 2014. And I wasn't really, like, a fan. I more or less considered them dad rock. But then they put on, like, an amazing show. I'd actually seen PTM that day at that festival earlier on. Um, and I remember Zach saying something about, like, who's, like, excited to drink some beers and watch the Foo Fighters tonight? Or something like that. And I always thought that was, like, a goofy thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, out of those, all those shows... They sound so familiar to me in my head because they've all been like YouTube links or something like that. Oh, but yeah, I, I don't know. We've only we've really got we've got a couple of more like local, not local festivals. But we've got Reading and Leeds, and then we've got 
obviously Glastonbury every year. Is there anything I, I feel like oh, sorry, those. I was just gonna say I feel like festivals in England. Maybe it's because I've never been to one or I've never been to England. But I just feel like the atmosphere of that sort of thing seems so different in England than it is in the U.S. Well, it's, maybe it's a little bit more sparse over here, but it's a thing. Like Glastonbury, it's a thing in June. Like everyone knows it's happening. It's it, you know, it, it is the weekend essentially, and everyone's like, oh yeah, I'll try catch it or go watch it or you know. And if you saw where it was, it's literally just a bunch of farm fields. It's in. It's basically in like a very um, rural part of the country. Very, you know. It's interesting. And yeah. now, is that like the biggest festival? I would say so. I mean, if you if you look at the headlines, if you look at the lineups for the the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's recognisable names really, all, all through like all of these bands we've mentioned so far. I think they've pretty much all been there. Portugal, the man. I don't know if they've ever actually been to Glastonbury. I don't think so. I know they tend to, you know, they tend to. I should I should bring this up. up tangent quickly. When John had the MMA, I asked him about England. And he said, well, you know, the problem with going to England is uh, <laughs> doing the shows is the warm-ups. Now, the warm-ups for them, uh, they always get like a, well, he wanted to say it politely, but essentially noise bands, if you know what I mean. You know what yeah. I mean by noise bands? So, yeah. He, um, yeah. He, <laughs> and he said, yeah, we, we do it, but kind of want someone maybe a little bit more proper and that isn't a noise band going on i was like yeah i kind of i understand yeah when you think about it like that uh yeah but i just you know be good for them to come back this year you know wait so was he saying he does or does not want the noise bands opening for them he doesn't want them but he was being very polite about it that's why i was sort of very very hesitant because that's how it's surprising because they seem to like so many different types of music and i've especially seen i think posts from someone in the band saying like support your local scene and they're just at some random like mm. bar seeing some random local metal band or something like that i think i think the word well i think the term noise band is probably generous to some of these bands okay. probably yeah i i could be well off completely wrong but you know he'll come back and he'll probably just have to grit his teeth unfortunately yeah, it will be interesting to see who some of their opening acts in the UK have been. It will be someone in the Discord has mentioned a couple of bands that I've come to enjoy, but it would have to be they'd have to obviously go on tour with someone larger than them, and they've done it with um uh oh god what is that uh they're like a folk band I've completely forgotten their name um yeah they're a folk band from England. Uh, you're talking about Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons, thank you. Yes, maybe they do a reverse thing. Maybe they do a reverse, and they are sort of the headliner for them, or vice versa. When they well, to, I, I think they excuse me, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to Google this now. I'm, they're, they're, they're something. They're not from America. I can tell you that. I just uh, after yes, seeing PTM, they are, they are um, based from London. Yeah. Okay, but after seeing the PTM tour with Alt-J, mm. like, I wasn't about it before, and I'm definitely not about it now. I don't think PTM should really open for anyone. Especially, I mean, contemporary-wise. I don't know if there are any contemporary bands that they should be, like, opening for. How long was the like, set? 
the opening set? Uh, about an hour. An hour for an opener? That's pretty good. And so it's like they're technically the middle build act. The opening act was Sherry uh, Glazer, and they only played for about like half an hour. And then PTM. Like, as you were coming in, sort of thing. They were playing, or. Um, we were like the first people let into the arena, so we were there before Sherry Glazer started. Um, but it was pretty soon. Uh, but oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I just <laughs> all Jay's good, but and the mm. light show was really cool, but PTM, I just yeah, you there. they're amazing and they deserve that headliner spot. Mm. I'm probably biased, but they just they kill it every time. Like they. It's just weird seeing any bands play after them, because they just bring the heat. Hmm, definitely. But anyway, um, speaking about a different type of performance, uh, you've heard of TED Talks, right? They're like the online of YouTube. Course. They're like the sort of 18-minute discussion things. Uh, yeah. PTM actually did one. I don't know if anyone caught this. I, I found this out after the, last year. Uh, it says recorded in May. And uh, yeah, you can see instead of doing like a eighteen minute discussion, they're doing they're doing a few songs on it, which was pretty cool. It's pretty unusual, but um, yeah, I actually I've talked to two people that have done a TED talk before. One was a musician, the guy who taught me piano, and then a YouTuber as well. So uh, I've seen both sides of it. Yeah, um, yeah it was pretty cool. Have you uh, have your time? <laughs> did you ever did you watch this back in? Back when it came out, or didn't I didn't watch it? watch it, and not very many people did. It's only got two point one thousand views. That's crazy to me. Ooh, might have to put that in the Reddit again and just pump up the views a bit, try get it circulating. Yeah, and it's probably not like a. Oh god, I'm trying to think of someone famous who would have done a TED talk. The dude playing keys though, it hasn't really like had a good shot of the keyboard player, but I'm not 100% sure that's Kyle. I don't know who's playing no, the keys. No, I'm, I'm trying to... Actually, no, you, could men- you mentioned it, yeah. Maybe Kyle was... Yeah, maybe. I don't know if Zach's there either. I know Eric is there. Did I see Zach? John. Did I? Yeah, no, I'm... Most of the band is there, then... I would assume Portland, which is, like, where they're based, the, the word based, Portland is sure. in the background, so that would pro- that's probably where it is, Mark, yeah. No, fair point. Well, well spotted, Josh. I didn't see that, but yeah, no. It was, uh... And it's a TEDx. I'm pretty sure TEDx is like not like I think there's TED and then there's TEDx, oh, and TEDx okay. is sort of a more localized thing where I think like someone somehow can like pay to put on a TEDx event. Um, whereas then there's like the top tier corporate like TED events. Mm. I could be wrong though. If I'm wrong, please feel I've, free to comment. I have a, yeah, <laughs> feel free. I have a watch one. That's definitely not Kyle, right? No, that definitely is not Kyle. No, they just pan back to him. He must be. Uh, yeah, he must have just not been out there. Must have been not there for the day. No, that's fine. But I thought I'll also link this in the description if anyone's interested. It's uh, twenty twenty five minutes long. Um, yeah, just a nice little well shot set. I'm I'm pretty sure the crowd was all sitting down though, so. I don't know how excited you can get for that for TED Talk. I don't know what they're expecting, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of um, all seats of crowds, by the way? Pretty lame, or...? You know, it? I mean, I'm getting old, man, getting, so I've, 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 I've come to appreciate it. I mean, I and again, I never wanted to get that way, but uh, it just sort of happened where um, we just had seats to a show one time, and 
I was just sitting there, like, really, really stoned, and I realized, hey, this is actually pretty nice. Like, I can still have a decent view of the show. Like, and it was in the theater, so it's not, like, a huge arena, so I wasn't even that far away from the stage. Mm. And uh, it was just nice being able to chill out, melt into the chair while, I think it was the Flaming Lips, just watching the Flaming Lips, like, play their crazy stuff. Yeah, you mentioned them last time as well, actually. I remember now. You're right, Zach isn't there. Oh, damn. Okay. That's really throwing me off but yeah no the see i don't know with the seating i've seen a few i remember seeing a band called this is a bit of an outside one called empire of the sun and they did something for like um like in a hall in a hall basically and it was them at the front being all crazy and like autistic as they are but everyone sat down and you're like well how i don't know i'd feel like and that dynamic like is weird i do agree with that like when i was sitting at the flaming lips there was a pit like there were people down in front like standing up and so that energy was still there i just didn't have to necessarily be like a part of it i was able to you know ride my own wave while everything else was going on and we saw like tame impala um at wells fargo center last march and we had seats like right behind the soundboard for that and that was awesome. Although I do think, yeah, the entire crowd ended up standing up, actually. So despite yeah. having the seats, we were standing. Um, but then, like, we saw the Smashing Pumpkins at an arena in October. And uh, we had seats, and that was awesome. Being able to just see a amazing band like the Pumpkins shred while I'm just, again, really stoned, sitting in a chair, like, having my mind blown. Yeah, I, I need to get to some more, some more shows. This is just making me envious, but... um. Oh, come. I've got a few comedy gigs booked in for the next year, but nothing like this. Nothing like this. So uh, I'll have to keep looking. Hopefully, hopefully a couple of tours happen. Otherwise, uh, I might just be. It's sitting. still early. It is still like, early. There's yeah, plenty I mean, of time. We're recording this January, so it's two weeks into the new year. I'll uh, plenty more opportunities. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, overall, TED Talk. Just thought I'd. Uh, Bring that up, bring that to everyone's attention. Again, another smaller segment, not too much. But um, something that might be a little bit larger, Josh, is the um, very recently released VHS tapes. Uh, the Red Rock Show yeah. 2021. Shout out to Chris, Endless Throwaway Account. Thank you very much for all the work you've been putting in. I, I envy you. I Absolutely. hope to have your skill, your patience, and... Uh, yeah, just the equipment you use. I- I'd love to have my hands on that as well. Yeah, Chris is just... He's awesome. He set up the uh, AMA as well. It's just there in the community. Yeah, the the Red Rock show, the VHS, the, the tapes, blah, 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 essentially, yeah. So um, have you had a chance to sit down and watch one of these or listen to them? Uh, Yeah, I did. I watched it um, probably the day that that person on Reddit Ed posted it. <laughs> And then I've got it coming. I, I've ordered it. I just haven't gotten it yet. As well. Nice, nice. I have, I have heard it. I I don't know if I'll be doing the, the legal way of purchasing it, I'll be honest. Okay. Well, I don't think <laughs> you can. Uh, it was a limited thing. I think Chris only uh, released okay. like 15 or 20 of them. Hmm, okay. Yeah, but I, uh, I listened to it. It's about an hour and 47 minutes long, estimated. I don't know what I thought. Yeah. So, I think it was... I thought it was like an hour and 41 and then that's not all performance oh. like I there's like a little bit in there as well you have to cut off so I think the overall so I guess the, the video is an hour and 47 minutes long but oh. like I said 
there's like a little bit of filler at the beginning. Yeah, it's an hour and a half set with an encore, essentially. That's basically what it is, with some filler in between there. But yeah, I am. Um, what are your overall thoughts on it? Any 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 overall, any initial thoughts? I should say, not overall thoughts. I mean, I had seen them. Excuse me, a couple days. I think like two days after they oh, played this Red Rock show. Oh, yeah, okay. so it, it's more or less what I saw in uh, Harrisburg. Um, <laughs> excuse me, and I've got like I filmed that whole show. So I've got that on my YouTube page. Um, Is it Josh A? No, it's just Josh K. Josh K. Not very original. Sorry, that's that's someone else. Um, It's a stupid name. I think it has something to do with when Google bought YouTube and then they forced Google Plus, isn't it what it used to be on everyone? And I I just didn't feel like coming up with a username at the time. So I just, they were like, you can use Josh K. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever, YouTube. (laughs) I, uh... My idea, my, I've had this name for about five years or something. I've had some stupid online persona names before. Like this is the only like even legible one. The other ones are just dumb. So yeah, no, I get you. But um, yeah, the Red Rock show. Talk about that one. I've also seen it as I mentioned. Yeah. Um, apart from it being similar to the show, obviously you're along the same tour. Uh, what do you think? Think it was good performance. Um, yeah, I mean, I've yet to see a bootleg of any PTM show that, like, isn't a good performance. Mm. And I think, I mean, what was cool about this Red Rock show, obviously, is they have, like, the backing musicians. Yes. Which, uh, when I saw them with Alt-J in March, or April of 2022, they also had, like, backing musicians. And, um, it was, it's really cool getting to them, or getting to see them with the additional musicians, it's like they don't sound bare bones when you see them live. Like they sound amazing, but then having the additions on there is just like not even the cherry on top. It's better than that. Like the backup vocalists on songs like Senseless were just amazing because John's voice in that song is already incredible. But then just having just the chorus of like beautiful voices backing him is just like a whole other experience. Mm, definitely, and uh, yeah, my uh, my my sort of initial takeaway was yeah, it was good to have like the. Would you call it an orchestra? It was like a smaller. Would you would you call it a full orchestra? I don't know what it is exactly, but like, the full I don't orchestra. know what would make something a full on like or, yeah, or, excuse it, me orchestra. So I can't really comment on that, but I mean more or less. Yeah, it had that effect. It had that sort of intensity and. Um, yeah, it just felt very... I kind of think the violin is weird, though. I, I, that's it yeah, adds like I, a weird sound to it. Maybe they needed to plug, get something in there that had that level, you know, something that, you know the violin provides, and they thought, well, let's just let's go for it. We've got like a kick-ass violin player. <laughs> just go for yeah, it. It's just like like I said. I mean, when it's just them without backing musicians, they already sound incredible. Yes. And to me, it's like the violin is almost kind of like getting in the way when I just want to hear them like shredding on guitars. It's like, if I want to go see a violin, you know, maybe I'll go check out like Yo-Yo Ma if that's what he does or something like that. I remember going to see um, Jungle about a year and a half ago and uh, on one of the songs, I think it's Bonnie Hill, one of the lead singers starts playing the flute towards the end and the crowd is just like, oh, that's cool. flute solo, they're mad, like, ah, like, when you hear a flute? Yeah. Like, you just don't, but it was, it was pretty well, crazy to be fair. Um, 
Nick Albrook from Pond did that when I saw them in 2018. That is, like, cool and just funny, you know, when they randomly bust it out and do it, but then having, like, a kind of, I don't know if describing it as twangy is necessarily right, mm. but just that sound of the violin throughout the whole show over the guitars and everything else just kind of gets like, all right, cool, like, but I just want to hear these dudes, like, shred on guitar. Yeah, we... I appreciate the violin, but another thing I wanted to bring up as well, a fair bit of covering. A fair bit of covers. No, I'm not I understand they do a fair few covers, but it's quite a lot. So they did. Um people complained about it, so it seemed like for their shows definitely after the All J tour, it seemed like their shows from like May or June on, they definitely cut back on the covers because again in the Reddit and I think the Discord there was some people who were just like, I'm paying to see Portugal the Man, not Portugal the Man just covering like all these other bands. Nirvana Whereas, and, like, yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, I love seeing a band do a good cover, and the way Portugal the Man does it is just really cool. The way they'll kind of add it on as like an yes. outro to a song or sort of a bridge between two songs. I- I've always loved it, and you know, whether they do a ton of covers or not. They're amazing either way, but I, I personally would never complain about the covers. I've always thought it was awesome. Um, like, I've seen them do Hey Jude, you know, at the end of Sleep yes. Forever, which as it, well as... It works, yeah. It works. Sleep Forever uh, has a couple of different endings as well, like the smile ending and then... You know, exactly, I was going to say. And, plastic Soldiers, yeah. And I'm pretty sure John even... He does the chorus once i don't know if that counts as a cover but of live and let die during the whole sleep forever hey jude thing um that's all, that's all where he's like they can only do one one line <laughs> yeah right yeah uh i know they've done helter skelter and she's so heavy by the beatles um cowboys from hell and in bloom by uh, great southern trend oh i was gonna say great southern trend kill those are two pantera songs they've covered south of heaven by slayer uh, for whom the bell tolls by Metallica. Their intro, um, by the way, which they pretty much yeah. play every, every one of the in the last, what would you say, like five years? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if on their most recent shows, if that is how they were opening. I think they changed it up again because I think people were complaining, especially about that. I think they'd been opening with for whom the bell tolls yeah. since at least 2017 or maybe 2018 definitely 2018, and um but yeah maybe even yeah. 2017 well, and i think, I think sets, people it sets the tone though doesn't it and then hey Jude, oh the for end. sure good stuff i don't know maybe just one at the end one at the beginning one in the middle would be good but again maybe maybe i just have to disagree a little bit and say maybe it's time to release the album get some new things on the tour and you don't have to cover so much I hate to be you know and yeah, and I do wonder if that was just part of it after Maybe. a while. Like when when I saw them in twenty twenty one, amazing set, one of my favorites they've ever done. But yeah, they covered the you know they opened with that for whom the bell tolls, South of Heaven, Cowboys from Hell, like metal medley is what I call it. And then like they played two of their own songs. Then they did you know part of In Bloom, and then they did Got It All, and then they covered um, God Gave Rock and Roll to You. And they also covered uh, Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie in that show. They had the little bit of the Black Sabbath song in there. What else was there? Because I know that wasn't all of it. They did another Brick in the Wall with Purple, Yellow, Red, and Blue. Yep. Uh, 
And during Atomic Man, they have the part where they do that uh, Rolling Stone song. What was, what was that song called? I can never remember. Jimmy Shelter, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, War Children. It's just a shot away, yeah, it, that one. Yeah, yeah. That works, though. Uh, maybe because they're... Um... Maybe because their stuff originally up to, you know, Evil Friends Woodstock, maybe doesn't link as well. Doesn't link, f- like, cross, a, you know, from song to song. So if you go from one thing, it is like a hard stop and a hard start. There isn't as much, like, fading across, I've noticed. For so as long as I've been seeing them, which my first show is 2011, they've always had that very fluid from one song mm. into the next thing. And that was part of what blew me away the first time I saw them was... I was just like, I didn't realize this is what a band could sound like live. Yeah. You know, I always just pictured it being, you know, they played a song and stop and played a song and yeah. stop and maybe say a few things. Whereas they just like oh, they... started and then it was just a roller coaster ride for the next hour and 45 minutes. Okay. That's fair to have a bit of pushback. I will say for the album versions, it is very much a hard stop and start. There is as much, yeah. not to call it a concept, but. Maybe I pulled up a, a concept s- album. I don't know. Hopefully. I pulled up a set list from December of 2022, and on it, I am seeing not that many covers. So it looks like they did Atomic Man with Gimme Shelter, and then they did the All Your Light Jam, but they've changed it up, it looks like, since the last time I saw them do it, where the only cover they added to it was just I Want You, She's So Heavy. Other than that, it looks like they played All Your Light and then jammed on The Sun, The Home. And yeah, that's it. It looks like they might not have even done that Kilo cover of, like, Ghostface. We'll see. I mean, it's it's a new year, so maybe they'll, they've got some new covers they want to do. Maybe they want to trim it back. You never know. I mean, if stuff, if stuff works for them and they're having fun. I mean, they always say you get a more custom, a real... A, a more of a real experience going to the live show than just listening at home, you know, with headphones on or whatever. And they always do try and yeah. make more of an effort to make it a show. So, credit to them, to be fair, for doing it. And if they have to do the covers to link stuff up and jam stuff in together and, you know, like set the tone, by all means, go for it, you know. But as long as they don't start overweighing the original stuff, you know, then it'll become, I don't think it ever will, but, um, yeah, yikes, this is kind of an aged-like milk scenario, though. It looks like at Riot Fest in September of 2022, uh, with Live in the Moment, it says on Setlist FM, like, Live in the Moment with Black Skinhead by Kanye West intro. And it's like, hmm. yikes. Everything that he's gone through, I don't know if I'd want to be repping rep- rep- anything with Kanye's name attached to it. Yeah, he is um, divisive, I'll say that. Exactly. Um, exactly what he's trying to accomplish at the moment, Kanye. The moment, especially. I can't believe I, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole, but yeah, he's just. Uh, yeah, he is uh, one crazy fella. Crazy fucking fella. I'll tell you that. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a massive fan on him, so I'm like, yeah, I'm fine to just like ignore him, let him do his own thing. I appreciate. I was that never a huge like him. Sorry? Oh, what were you saying? I appreciate that he's like massively popular, or has like a massive following, and he wants to be the president one day, and he wants to do this and that. Uh, but as a not a massive fan, I can just like, okay, I put I put you in this corner. I don't need to, you know, 
don't need to hear from you, sort of thing. Like you do your thing. That's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, never a big fan, but I always just respected because other people who I was fans of were like, "Yo, this guy's great," and it's like, okay, well. I can acknowledge that then. He's apparently very talented, just not my cup of tea, but now with all this insane, awful stuff that he's done, now it's like, I'm not even going to waste time trying to give him credit as like an artist because it's just not worth it. That brings us to our, our last topic. We couldn't, we couldn't finish up with all the PTM questions. Josh, you've, you've done this before. Do you remember what, uh, remember what one I gave you? Oh man, what song? Mm. It was something. I almost want to say it was something off of Waiter. It might have been like Chicago it, or it something like that. It was how the leopard got its spots. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, we've got another one. You've got yes or no questions. Uh, we'll limit it to ten. Ten, right? Hmm? I was just saying it's ten, right? I've got ten, ten, questions. ten questions. Yeah. You got, well, the last one has to be a guess. Okay, yeah. so nine I've questions got, and a guess. I'm essentially yeah. You've got the entire catalog to choose from. Um, yeah, you can, uh, start when you're ready. Alright, first question, always gonna be, <coughs> is it before or after they signed to Atlantic? That's not a yes or no question. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Did we not, I feel like that was a question I asked last time. Okay, had they signed to Atlantic on this album? Yes. Well, that narrows it down quite a lot. Um, it does. Okay. But to how many? Did John design the album cover of this album? That narrows it down from two to three, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, yes. Yes, he did. Okay. Um, what does it? I, I think it does because I guess more or less, I was more or less meaning like, did he illustrate it? And okay. I would, that's, I think the answer you gave is correct. Um. So is it off of Evil Friends? No. Okay. So then, <laughs> is the title of the song have like part in parentheses? N- no, I don't think so. I'll just I'll double check for reassurances, but I'm almost a hundred percent sure it doesn't. Yeah. That is your uh, that is your fourth one, by the way. It's your fourth question. So okay. you're looking good at the moment. What is this song? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I can confirm it's no. Does this song have two words in it? Yes. Oh man, that was five, right? Yep. You pretty okay. much got this if you can remember <laughs> it. <laughs> oh God. Does the name of the song have a nationality in it? No. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess is the song Sleep Forever? The song to end all great concerts by them, or live shows, is the one that ends this episode as well. Yes, it is Sleep Forever from In the Mountain in the Cloud. Nice work. Nice, nice and, work. I was gonna be and I agree. something like a single that from like uh Something they'd done just after Woodstock, just to throw you off. But I thought, mm, nah, not yet, not yet. That would, I think, that would have definitely thrown me for a loop. That would have thrown you because it's, it's not in the mountain. It's like, who's gonna stop me? I forgot about that song. It, it could have been. It could have been. 
That that would have been dirty. That would have been real dirty. It would have been dirty, but I'm not that mean. <laughs> not gonna be that mean. To anyway, that brings us to the end of the episode, Josh. I just want to say thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking to us. It's been quite a long one, this one. I'm gonna do some editing, but I mean, at the moment, we're looking almost two and a half hours for this one. So if you've made it this far for it, which I don't think anyone would have, but fair play to them. <laughs> it's been a I listen. will, and I'm going to love it. You're going to listen back. Lovely, lovely. Thank you, thank you. But, um, and I'm yeah, just going to be like, wow, they both sound like such idiots. How is this their tier list? Yeah. These guys don't know anything about PTM. Woodstock should be the magnum opus. Are you kidding me? <laughs> made, them, made them what they are. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I see their point, but sorry. No, um, yeah, it's been good to get you on. Good to talk again. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll do more episodes in the year um i'm not exactly exactly sure what the plan is but hopefully depending on the next guest i can get on we can kind of go from there and uh yeah hopefully big things but yeah um yeah have you got any have you got any final thoughts josh it's just always fun i'm glad you had me back on um always willing to do the show like i said sorry it was so long i can just talk all day about Portugal the man I've spent quite a lot of time doing nothing but getting stoned and listening to their music and watching their concerts <laughs> so I've I've got a lot of things to say about PTM you're a better fan than I am <laughs> well, no I mean we're all the same we just you know celebrate it in different ways yeah yeah again looking forward to the next the new stuff really at this point that's that's where I'm at but, um, yeah, I want I want Chris Black to change my life. I want him to change my life as well, Chris. Yeah, that that should even be like a campaign they do. I think that'd be kind of like a fun try mm, to do, do a viral yeah. thing. Just random little videos of people like I want Chris Black to change my life, or like even people being like Chris Black changed my life. Like they're about to do they've like already, testimonies, like those shirts. old. They've already got the shirt. Yeah, so yeah, they could do it. Anyway, yeah, um, people will be like, "Who's Chris Black?" and then they'll <laughs> find the album. Search him. They'll look him up. Oh, yep. okay. Oh, seems like a great guy. Honestly, um, yeah. So once again, thank you, Josh. And uh, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, more news in twenty twenty three to cover. I'll try to do my best to keep in touch. Again, in the Discord, in the Reddit, just just another the part of the pie you know of that that community that i'm just trying to lift up a little bit for the people that like to listen and you know shout at the computer when they're listening to the tearless maker but anyway um yeah, yeah. again josh thank you for coming on and uh thank you for listening guys have a good one take care goodbye <laughs>